0: Hi, I'm Corey Hawkins and I'm Jennifer Fox and we are Curiously Conscious on today's episode. We are going to talk about the new moon in Leo that is happening on August 8th at 6.50 AM Pacific time, 9.50 AM Eastern, and it is happening at 16 degrees, 14 minutes Leo. Uh, That should be most of what we talk about. We're probably going to talk a little bit about the fact that we're in the middle of an Aquarius full moon um, sandwich and uh you know and some of the some of the heavier aspects that are happening with this new moon involving uranus and um saturn but first let's talk tell us how are you how are you doing fox i'm
1: i'm good and i just wanted to say that this this new moon's happening on august 8th so 8 8 of course we we've, we've talked about the lions a little bit but we'll maybe touch base on that earlier but this is our seventeenth episode of of our Curiously Conscious podcast, so it's actually an eight as well. Shut up! I We're know, in alignment.
0: Right? Oh my god, I love know. that! So amazing. All right. Well, do you want to give the people an update as to how you've landed and and all that good stuff?
1: Sure. We are now living in the state of South Carolina. We have a new home. We just closed on the house. We have our furniture, we're minus our sanity, and um, we're extremely tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like we've been riding high on adrenaline for the last week and a half, and now the adrenaline has stopped and we're coming off of the high because we've just been just going, 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 going. And now it's like, we're trying to like find a new, you know, get back to normal, some kind of a normal. Yeah. So, so yeah, but we're getting, we're getting there and we're incredibly, incredibly blessed, incredibly grateful. And I love our new place and I have a great new office and nobody can see it except for Corey, but I have like my big, <laughs> my big, huge Buddha, my gorgeous Kwan Yin, all of my yoga stuff, all of my altar stuff, my crystals. I'm still finding crystals. I've, um, that kind of stuff, but the lady who lived here before she had a lot of, um, like Native American artwork. And she left me like this huge chunk of citrine. And uh, it's really beautiful. And um, I left me a couple eagle feathers.
0: Oh, that's auspicious. Yes, that
1: was, yeah, so was kind of cool. And um, she left me a really beautiful like spirit painting. I, I had met her when I had looked at the house and she had shown me that painting. We had a really interesting discussion about it. But it's a guy at a fire, and he's got like all the ancestors, pick, you know, like coming out of the fire. And it, so she left it. So I guess she left it as a gift to me. So that was really sweet. And so um, I have that in my office. I haven't hung it up yet, but I. But yeah, but so it's nice to have all my things because they were kind of all over my house before. And it's kind of like I get to put them all, and I have a nice little. Alter with like uh, my bookcases and stuff, so I can have all my astrology books where I like them. I can get to them easily. It's really nice.
0: Yeah, that is very nice. That is very nice. Now I've got um, what's his name? Oh, James, James, uh, Carolina. On in my mind, I'm going to Carolina. What the hell is oh, that? Oh, James guys? Taylor. Yes, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. beautiful here. I mean um we we live we live kind of in northern uh south carolina so we're really only like an hour and a few minutes from asheville north carolina so we're really close to like the biltmore and that area and it's just there i don't know what it is about this area but it's just really peaceful it's like got a really good vibration it's got a you know all of the roads here sparkle because they make the asphalt with granite because there's granite and all the stone around here all the and so all of the roads are sparkly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before. I'm trying to think of where yeah. I've seen that. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. I like that. Yeah,
1: they're That's sparkly. Fun. It's pretty. It's very pretty. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just the vegetation's really lush here. There's lots of really beautiful flowers. And um, that kind of reminds me of um Vancouver. When you go up to Vancouver, British Columbia, and their mm-hmm. flower baskets are just so amazing, you know? petunias mm-hmm. and everything so it's very it's very pretty here
0: yeah. that's good that's very good and you said that the weather is so so far okay
1: <laughs> um i think the day that we moved in was the hottest day of the year probably but it's been it's been really beautiful and temperate it's hardly any humidity and it's been in the low 80s it's been really nice
0: huh so, yeah that's nicer than it is here that's for sure it's right now it's 90 something it's Are drier you still th- having your heat wave out there no, it has settled down, but it's still been pretty warm in like the mid 80s and it hasn't rained in like two months. Everything is like crispy outside. And I'm like, oh,
1: that's so sad.
0: Yeah. I was having a conversation over the weekend like, yeah, my garden isn't doing very well because I mean, it's doing okay. But I've been reluctant to water it properly because I'm like, you know, if some asshole decides to have a campfire in my neighborhood and shit gets, I want to make sure I've got enough water in my well (laughs) to put out my house fire. Maybe that's an irrational fear, but. It's, it's legit. It's, I've never seen anything like it the way it is right now, how crispy things are. It's at the beginning of July. It's like we're a month ahead of the dying cycle.
1: I don't think that I've, when we lived in Washington, we were there for 10 years and I don't think we ever had a drought while we were there. Yeah. And so I can't imagine what it's like, because I I love Seattle in the summer. It's so beautiful.
0: It is. But this year, it's a little bit different. And I've started to notice too, that like, uh, the sky is starting to get that t- the tint that it gets the past few years we've been having dealing with the f- the fires the smoke from the fires like it's smoggy mm. it turns color it turns like a like a yellowish peachy color it's like mm. all of the light from the sun is being filtered through this weird color filter it just this the the whole everything changes color it's a really strange thing so um hopefully this year you know The smoke won't be an issue but the past few years it's been bad well there's
1: been so many fires out there out west this last few years and so hopefully things will mean it you know climate change is climate change is the real deal it's it's really it's it's you know one of the things i love about here is where we lived in indiana before it was getting so polluted and you know you didn't really pay much attention i mean i could still see the moon and the stuff like that, Mars and Mercury. But um, when I came here to visit my friend, it was when we had a Capricorn full moon about a month and a half ago. And um, I got in late and I wanted to go out on her, I went out on her deck and the, I took a really beautiful picture of Capricorn full moon, but I could see every, it was like Montana. It's like you can mm-hmm. see every single star. And that's one of the things I was out uh, last night in the backyard um with the dogs before bed and um you could you could see you could just see the moon and all the stars and it was just like there was like so vibrant and i just you know it's been so long since i've lived someplace where you could really see the stars Oh, that's nice i really love it i really love that
0: good good i'm happy for you i'm happy for you i'm sure it's all new and exciting that feeling when you move and like they're that the shift when you wake up in the morning, I like, Oh, wow. Yes. I'm in a new reality. Or when you walk out your front door, it's like, Ooh, it's like a new reality. The I kind of like it. I'm last jealous. Night,
1: <laughs> last night was the first night where we both slept. We went to bed and slept a normal night. Like we have been getting up at four o'clock in the morning.
0: We've been, we're in like, the same time zone though, right? We are. It's okay. just
1: that we're we've been having to get up and get everything done. So, you know, we haven't like slept in and we didn't sleep in today, but we slept till 630 and I looked over and Joel was still in bed. Joel's been getting up really early. and He's had this week off. I've been working, but he, um, we just haven't been able to sleep. And so last night we we got in bed at 10 o'clock and we kind of like turned out the lights and we actually went to bed and slept for like a real sleep in our bedroom. Yeah. And it was such, it was so amazing to just have, Like a real sleep and and even today at lunch, I was so tired I'm still so tired that at lunch I thought, you know, I'm gonna skip lunch and I'm just gonna lay down and just like meditate or or rest. So I set an alarm in case I fell asleep. And I did. I I fell asleep on the couch (laughs) in my living room, and it was like the first time I've taken a nap in my new house. And I was I I love a nap, like I'm Mm -hmm. a nap person. Like, I feel like that is such a luxury in life to have a nap. You know, when I was a kid, I hated napping, but now it's like, (laughs) give me a nap. And it was so, it was so delicious to take a nap and just get up. It was wonderful. So I'm very grateful for that.
0: Oh, fun. I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's talk about this new moon. Yeah. Lots going on with this new moon. It's happened in the middle of this Aquarius full moon sandwich, which I just feel like this, this Aquarius full moon is just lasting a month. I don't feel like there's two yeah. moons. I feel like it's like one big fat I, I full moon.
1: I would agree with you. Yeah, And I think that this it's like, I'm thinking like of a pinball game because we've got the Aquarius full moon at one degree, which is where, you know, Saturn and Jupiter conjuncted in the right. grand conjunction back in December. And then bang out to the middle decan of Leo for this new moon that's happening on Sunday on the eighth. And then bang back down into Aquarius at twenty nine degrees, a critical anoretic degree. It's like a it's like a pinball game. It's just I'm just like I'm like, what and we're the ball. I think we're the ball.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's like you were saying, well, when, before when we were talking before we started recording, you were talking about how now this uh New moon, you're gonna have the sun and the moon are gonna be square Uranus. So they're getting involved in this whole um, T-square that's been happening. Cause we had a T-square last month that had uh, Saturn, Uranus. Uh, First it was Mars, then it was Venus. Now, I think earlier this week, it was Mercury got into that mix. Yep. So, I mean, this has been the past two months, you know, have been very activating as far as that um, Uranus Saturn square that's been happening forever. We've talked about that before. Right. Uh, it's going to keep happening for the next six months or so. So now the moon, the new moon is getting involved with that. So, hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. think
1: there's like, a, I think there's an injunction with, this this moon there's going to be an injunction between mercury and pluto retrograde over in saturn and pluto is really even though pluto is um you know at 25 degrees i mean he's still kind of sort of squaring this or kind of sort of squaring this moon a little bit a little bit a little bit yeah i mean it's really it's a really interesting moon i've I feel like normally with the new moon, I'm really, I feel really excited. And I feel like, you know, it's a clean slate, blah, blah, blah. But I don't feel that way with this new moon. I feel like this is a working moon.
0: Mm-hmm. like
1: This is a, 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 an opportunity to set an intention. But it's like, I feel like these two full moons on each side of it, it's really almost like, it's almost like you're trying to uh, move a giant ship. And it's taking this whole month and a half to do it. Yes, (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like this, this, this Leo new moon is kind of like, okay, we're almost there. We've got to, we've got to navigate this, that, and the other. If we can get through this little thing, we're going to be able to make it through to the other side, like break on through to the other side, like the door song. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like it's like, it's a really, I think it's a pivotal new moon. And so I, I personally, anybody that's asked me about it, or I've talked to, it's like, I really think that you need to look at where this is happening in Aquarius. These full moons are happening at one degree and 29 degrees. Look at the other fixed signs, look and see if you have something either squaring or opposing that, look at what's trining that and see, I think it's like, it's like, you really have to kind of like write these things down where, what houses are these happening yeah. to you? and you have to kind of look for the themes and how these things are impacting you. It's kind of like, um, you know, lots of getting rid of, just like I was telling uh, you earlier. Uh, I mean, we, we'd been, you know, packing for a month and when it came down to the day, um, all these weird things happen. Like, they just said we don't have any more room. We can't take all this stuff. And we're like, this is our stuff. What are we gonna do? And it's like, um, I, I literally told Corey, I was like it feels like a game show. It's like it's like a psychotic game show for crazy people. <laughs> it was just like, what do you, what can you absolutely not live without? And what can you you have to like literally? You're at the crossroad. You have no time. It's like you just have to go with your gut instinct, and you just have to say this, not that.
0: Yeah. Like, well. Um, so what I've noticed, and I can only see back to the beginning of the year, because I don't have a list of the moons for last year in front of me, but mm-hmm. we are, may, there is like this big shift that's happening in the new moon, full moon cycles in that yeah. within a particular zodiac season, right at, at minimum since the beginning of the year or mm-hmm. December of last year, what has been happening is that we've started the season with a full moon first mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then the new moon has happened so it's like we've done a lot it feels a lot like um that full moon coming first is like it's a constant state of cleaning house before yeah. you can start something you know whereas we're going to be switching as of um Virgo season that the Virgo new moon will come before the Pisces full moon so i think we're having like one big last like like you experience like this you know fire sale or (laughs) exactly right or dumpster fire so to speak of like full moon energy of cleaning house and then when we start up in virgo season then we'll have a virgo new moon so it's it'll shift from you have to you have to purge before you can plant you have to purge before you can plant into more of an energy that's like okay now you can plant and harvest plant and harvest plant and harvest does that make sense but at the Please same
1: yes. time, I mean, this Virgo <laughs> new moon is happening after this Aquarius cookie with this new moon in Leo, so that's I'm yeah. like I'm all about Virgo season. I I have a Virgo midheaven. I have uh, my Pluto is in Virgo, uh, conjunct my midheaven, and I am all about Virgo. I love it when the moon's in there. I love it when Venus is in there. I I just I get so much accomplished when the moon moves through Virgo I it's it's that's why I call it that's why I call it Mary Poppins it's like Mary Poppins comes to my house and makes everything right right
0: she gives you a spoonful of sugar and says get your ass to work
1: (laughs) she she pulls all kinds of magical shit out of that carpet bag and just makes Mm -hmm. my life wondrous (laughs) I don't know why but it's just a great time for me but part of it you know for me when when life is chaotic for me it's really important for me to create a system or to to put things in order because when I have things in order I, the chaos the 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 anxiety around the chaos lessens for me significantly and um you know having having all of my things in boxes I mean we're we're getting through the boxes but it, it just, my OCD is like over the top right now. So I just, I really am, am looking forward to the Virgo new moon big time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I think it's gonna be a good, I think for me, that will be what, by the time we get there, I will start to feel like um, we're having some normalcy again,
0: right? Yeah. Virgo season always feels really nesty to me. Like it yes. feels like nesting, but I just figured out something that, you know, I, I've not had, a relationship one way or another it's not like oh yay virgo season or Ooh, or you know i don't it's i've been kind of neutral about it this year however i'm more excited about it because i gotta talk about this new moon astrology book by jan spiller i love, I love this that book. book so one of the things virgo consumes my entire 11th house it's like the only uh, you know virgo and pisces in my 11th and 5th house are the only houses that i actually have that are completely one sign um and she talks about in this book, these she calls them like granddaddy power days or grand, yeah, like granddaddy power days, but effectively what it is, you know, it's while you're in your 11th house, which is, you know, it's the house of the collective and your friendships and everything, but it is the house of wishes and your hopes and dreams and ambitions, right? Mm-hmm. So during this time for anybody, you know, go look at where your 11th house is in your, in your um, astrological chart. Uh, but it is a time where you—it's like extra potent for wish making. So I'm a little bit more excited than normal, <laughs> Virgo season, because I'm like, "Ooh." Well, I, I
1: have, know. I have, um, I have Jupiter in uh, is the last degree. Is Jupiter for me is one degree of Scorpio, but it's the last degree of my eleventh house, and then I have Uranus in like. Libra, which is my 11th house. And so I, I, I have that happen in my life. It's interesting you say that because I have that happen in my life where like, I'll get some kind of crazy cockamamie idea and then it, it'll, it'll just blow up. It's like Uranus goes in there and just supercharges it and bam, overnight something happens. Kind of like, this move was kind of like that. But it's just kind of like, you know, bam, 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 bam. And I I kind of love that. It's, I feel like, you know, when you talk about being in the vortex, I feel like that's vortex energy for me. So I, I like the idea of the 11th house being the wishing house. I love that as far as like the nine of cups for like, you know, the wish card and the tarot or something like that. Mm-hmm. um so yeah i love i love that i love that book by jan spiller too it's a great book if you don't own that book you can get it on amazon it's not expensive No, uh, it's not. Right, it's- can you tell them the exact title of it in case anybody wants
0: to yes it? it is uh new moon astrology the secret of astrological timing to make all your dreams come true by jan spiller author of cosmic love
1: it's a really uh, fascinating read she also has a really great book on north nodes and for anybody who doesn't know the north node is your dharma or your um your future destiny in your life it's a destiny that you're here for so if you can find where your north node is it can tell you a lot about where you're supposed to go your south Node tells you a lot about where you have skill sets and where you came from and so um, it's it, her book on the North and this It's really a great book. It's just fantastic. She writes good stuff. I think she's passed, but not, she's. Yeah, she I mean, has. She, Somebody is
0: maintaining her website, which has a bunch of tools for, you know, it's yeah. like for figuring out your granddaddy power days. You can go in and she's got some kind of calculator or whatever. Um, and I think this book also has, a. I don't think, I know this book has a section because I'm looking right at it. Of about the North Nodes too, so yeah, yep, yep, yeah, and, and she. Some,
1: no, I was just gonna say there's another really great book uh, by Pam Gregory, who's a really great astrologer from England, and it's called Co-Creating with the Universe, and she has it's really all about your North Node, and it's really um, a a fantastic book for for like really understanding. The, the power of your north versus your south node, everybody knows the south node represents karma and everybody knows what karma is right. Um, but Dharma is you know like Dharma and Greg I always thought that was such a great show um, but Dharma Dharma is all about your future right so um, so a lot of us don't gravitate towards our future and oftentimes what happens is we have a lot of challenges in life and some of them are things that we create because we refuse to get out of the South and go to the North. And, um, and so it's really important to understand what house your South, your, your South node and your North node are ruling. So you can kind of understand, um, because, uh, you know, for about the first half of your life, you know, until you're about, you know, past your Saturn return, a lot of people kind of, really kind of are living in that South node energy still because they're, it's familiar and it makes sense. And, and it's like, there comes a time where you kind of got to start looking at the North node a little bit more and what house that's ruling. And that's, I find that once you kind of can understand that a little bit better, it's great to use all of your skills and stuff from your past, because that's why you bring them with you so you can use them, but it's really important to keep moving towards something, something new.
0: Well, I think, so my personal opinion about South Node and why people get stuck in it is I think that uh, not in every case is it a comfortable place. And I think like for instance, oh, my okay. my South Node is in cancer. I had a lot of problems with my mother. I had a lot of abandonment issues. Um, a lot of, yeah, I had a lot with my mother. Um, and all things cancer when I was young, I had a very dysfunctional, family. I mean, dysfunctional to the point of like negligent family. Um, So that wasn't a comfortable place. But I think as part of my Saturn return was um, like testing out of it, like going through the experience, detaching myself from it, finding value in myself outside of it, and, and then testing out of that cancer south node, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does. But at the same time, you have superpowers from all of that South Nodal experience that you had. And I think some of that stuff was like old karma you were cleaning up as well. Right. But you you are so self-sufficient. You are so independent. You can do anything. And I think a lot of that's because you had to you had to do that to survive. So I think that there are some things about your South Node that can be skill sets that help you move forward towards your dharma. But I, I agree, everybody's, everybody's South Node experience is different, everybody's, everybody's that's why everybody's charts different, um, because, you know, everybody comes in with different things, uh, but I do, I do think that some people can cling to their South Node a little bit more than others yeah and, and some of us run from our south node as much as, as quickly as possible
0: well and i wonder too how much the um the Deccan where your nodes fall make a difference because i think my it nodes makes are... a
1: huge difference i think it yeah. makes a huge difference
0: yeah my nodes are at 15 degrees so yeah. it's like right in the middle so right. it makes sense that i would come in with superpowers and be tested as fuck so
1: yes. yeah <laughs> because mine my, my north node is at 14 degrees of pisces so similar for me and it's also in my fourth house. So I had a lot of issues growing up and um, and with family issues as well and really tested a lot. And part of, you know, part of my thing has always been creating a home that's aesthetically pleasing, that's comfortable, that is a, a haven, a safe haven for people. It seems like every home I've ever owned there, I've always had to shelter somebody from time to time who was in trouble. And so I always want it to be like a place where somebody can come in and just kick off their shoes and be comfortable in this house and know that they're going to be fed and taken care of, you know?
0: And I wonder, so you said your North node and Pisces. So I wonder if, you know, you were talking before we started recording, you were talking about how like your OCD is a little bit triggered moving into a new house that wasn't properly cleaned. And I do understand that, but that, you know, that smacks of, um virgo south node (laughs)
1: like yeah for sure and and that is i think that's that's why i said earlier i love it when the moon is in virgo because that's my that's my south node right that's my old school stuff and there there's a part of me that just loves the beauty of doing a deep clean and having an organized drawer and you know arranging my closet by color i mean there is a part of me that just absolutely sings inside it makes my soul so happy and nobody can do it like i can do it and (laughs) and, and i don't know it's like it is a superpower but that is definitely a virgo south node for sure
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so i'm just going to share real quick what this book uh jan spiller's book i don't want to say too much because y'all need to go just buy this book um So for The Leo New Moon, she talks about making wishes in the realms of love and romance, creativity, generosity, celebration and play slash fun, dignity, hmm, determination, and tempering arrogance. hmm. Well, let's think about Leo. Leo rules the fifth house.
1: And the fifth Mm -hmm. house is a very fun house. But it can, I mean, I know, you know, I think, is it you who always says that when you think of Leo, you think of people with
0: beautiful hair with a hair? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I, I have some people in my life that are Leo's and they are, would give you the shirt off their back. They're completely fun to be around, but they also can be incredibly arrogant
0: yeah my daughter is uh she's Leo son leo rising oh cancer, wow. cancer moon and actually my so my oldest his he is a scorpio sun pisces moon cancer mm. rising oh, sexy. i'm a i'm a pisces and sexy his dad mama. his dad is a cancer don't you talk like that i don't want to hear that
1: christopher's got sexy placements i'm just saying
0: Well, so, uh, you know, but I thought it was funny because I'm a Pisces and his father is a cancer. So it's like we're all represented in his major three. And my youngest son is Scorpio, sun, Scorpio, rising Virgo moon. You've got
1: a you've got a double Leo and a double Scorpio. I do. (laughs)
0: Wow. Yeah. So anyway, but my daughter, she's really interesting because she I mean, she's got all the good Leo stuff and then she's got that loving loving cancer moon but one of the things that she has that i think i that i see in leo's is like leo's rolled by the sun and the sun is just naturally has this all these things orbiting it and i think that it it forgets that like other things exist there's other perspectives it's not all about you (laughs) Yeah. I, but I i have, don't think it's in a bad way like i don't think it's no, in a bad no. like i don't think they mean to it's like no. you just kind of forget like oh what are you oh yeah I'm not I the have, actual I have center an older
1: brother and he is a leo with a libra rising and he's a taurus moon and he is he's just one of those people that whatever it is he has it And he can be a complete and utter jackhole, but no, everybody forgives him anything and everything because he's so charming. He's okay. So I can't watch any movies with Leonardo DiCaprio in them because my brother looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's older than Leo, but he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio with dark hair and so every movie that leonardo dicaprio's in it seems like he dies in a very horrible way and when i went to see titanic after sitting there for two hours and 45 ungodly minutes um then he then he flipping died and i had to get up and leave because it was like watching my brother i mean he looks so much like my brother it's crazy i literally had to get up and leave the theater because i couldn't i could and i have not been able to watch any Leonardo DiCaprio
0: films since then. Mm. But so he, just, I confused. had to look to see if he was Leo. He's not, he's a Scorpio. His birthday is 11, 11, 1974. Oh,
1: but my brother looks just like him.
0: Oh. And
1: people, even like when I was in high school, like I would walk down the street with him and girls would like cat call at him. And they'd be like, what are you doing with that girl? Or the, people didn't realize he was my brother. And I was like, um, hello. I mean, it just, yeah, weird stuff (laughs) like that. And he's just, he's always like people just gravitate to him and he can get away with murder. And so, so yeah, he, but he's a typical Leo he's, he's, you know, he's got good hair. He does have good hair. Um, but he's a typical Leo, but the Libra, the Libra rising thing makes him super like attractive to people with the leo thing it's it's a deadly combination you
0: know how how us libra rising people are we're just nobody can understand but they must have us (laughs) no it's true it's
1: true (laughs) it is absolutely true i think libra rising people are super like there's just something about them they have it's like an it thing it's whatever it is they have it right it's like a thing yeah (laughs) it is it's true yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you're extreme. I mean, not, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm straight, unfortunately, but, um, if I wasn't, I, you would totally be on my hit list. i really. Oh yeah. Totally. I'm so,
0: I'm so flattered. I just think I'm really fucking funny looking. So like, okay, whatever. No.
1: Yeah, but it's not, it's not about the look so much as it's a, it's an energy.
0: It's, it is. Everybody wants this energy. You have mm-hmm.
1: Beautiful energy. And I, I have a friend named Rebecca. She's a photographer. And you know, she's, you know, she's, she's, she's not, she doesn't look like a movie star, but she is a double Libra. She's double Libra. And she is just there. She's just, she just like is the
0: Pied Piper. I'm telling you, what can we say? What can we say? My mom
1: was Libra rising. She was Libra rising. And my mom was like that too. Everybody adored my mother, except, you know, me. My gosh, she's great! she's great if she's not your mother, but she was very charming. People just were, she was enchanting. My mother was enchanting.
0: I love that. I would love to be enchanting. I'm work I think on you that. are.
1: I think you might be enchanting, Corey.
0: I think I'm going to put some extra power into that for this Leo New Moon because Leo New moons. like I definitely associate Leo, uh, what I'm saying is it's like character development or persona development because Leo is yeah. the big actor of the Zodiac. So I, you know, for myself, when I'm sitting down with my new moon wishes, I'm going to put some wishing into um, uh, either parts of my persona that I'd like to enhance or uh, parts of my persona that I'd like to add to. Why not? Well, what house does Leo rule in your chart? Leo rules my 10th house. Oh,
1: so work so Mm -hmm. leo rules my ninth house and i i will say this i feel like i have been kind of negligent with my spiritual development for the last several months because i've been focused on a lot of other things and i really want to get back to you know just um maintaining my meditation every day and you know, working in my, working in my gratitude, and my art journal more. And, you know, me, I I've always been a great person for like, uh, crafting and, um, you know, I, I crochet, I do needlework and things like that. And I have really just kind of dropped all of that for the last six months. And I really feel the need to get back to it. Like I, I want to have, a, I want to have a creative outlet again, I guess and um obviously i i stopped doing my daily forecasts on instagram because i've just been crazy busy with this move and everything else and i really want to get back to creating my art again because i just i feel like so far removed from it now i feel like i i want to come at it again like with a new renewed kind of sense of you know artistry
0: yeah yeah or like a rejuvenated you know perspective i think yeah i'm looking forward to seeing you making more of your memes and stuff and i'm looking yeah i'm looking miss, forward to it. i miss my memes i just i miss it, your memes too
1: they're just so much work i mean it's like it's a lot of work to do a new meme every day seven days a week oh yeah and, and it's you know into to do the forecast detailed forecast so i need to figure out a way that i can do it and make it um you know make it so it's not eating up so much of my time. I love doing it, but there's other things that I want to do too. Right. And, um, I want to really explore the new area I'm living in. There's a lot of spiritual and new age type of things to do here. And I really want to explore those things too. So it's just, you know, it's just trying to find time to do everything.
0: Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. I'm telling you, I don't know what's, I've been so tired the past couple of days. It's been crazy, but I have a, uh, Kind of found a new artistic outlet, and I've been spending a lot of time doing it. And I think I might just be pushing too much energy into it. Like I'm what not. Is, mean. What
1: is it? Are you going to share?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've, I think I posted a couple of things. Although I'm going to stop posting stuff on uh, Instagram. It's an art program, like a drawing program.
1: Oh, very. Oh yes, yes, yes. I saw your. I saw your beautiful pictures.
0: Yeah. No. 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 I have leveled up since that pic. The, those last pictures. I have fa- like. I can't i'm making things and i'm like i can't even believe i just made that like i don't even know who made that it's like i the doors that are opening through technological art or digital art is like, it's like holy shit jennifer i'll have i'll show you some stuff offline but i love um, that
1: i love that
0: yeah, it, but it's been like, I have too many ideas and I've I've almost been obsessive about it. I think I'm putting too much energy out into that and where I was just like sucking it right out of me. So I'm sleeping, I'm sorry that I'm yawning, a little yawny.
1: That's okay, I'm exhausted, but from other, for other reasons. I think being exhausted from
0: being too creative is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right, right, I can live with that, I can live I with that. I think
1: that's awesome, I really mm-hmm. do. So let's talk more about this, let's talk more about this moon okay so we, we don't lose our focus so we've got we've got a lot of really interesting things happening in this moon we also have um uh, a baby grand trine um which uh, was what i call them but it's um we have i think in of, the
0: books it's called a, a minor grand it's a trine. minor
1: grand trine, but i call it a baby grand trine
0: i like that better
1: it's it's just cuter um
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we've got vesta at eight degrees of libra and she is um she is trining over to saturn retrograde at nine degrees of aquarius and they are both sextiling up to juno who is conjunct the south node uh Mm -hmm. in sagittarius Mm -hmm. and so this is air and fire and air and mm-hmm. so this is like very masculine this is very kind of high-flying kind of energy it's um you know these would be if you were looking on a chart these would be blue lines because trines and sextiles are blue lines and so that's harmonious energy so mm-hmm. i out of all the things that are happening during this try during this moon i really love this and it's kind of part of um It's almost part of a kite, really, down to Black Moon Lilith. Um, It's interesting because Black Moon Lilith is... um, You know, she is... Is she squaring? I think she's squaring Venus. And she is... uh, Is she squaring... She's got some stuff going on. She's kind of squaring this moon, actually. Um, This lunation. She's at 22 degrees. But... I think that there's going to be some stuff coming up and I think because of Leo, I think it's going to be that kind of stuff that you talked about with Lizzie. It's kind of, it's going to be kind of like realizing that the world is not revolving around you, that -hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And I almost feel like we've kind of become so insulated. And now that we're getting back out in the world, I, I find that it's, I find that it's hard to like know how to behave sometimes. Like, I, I feel like people aren't behaving like normal. And I don't know that it's, I, I just think it's like, we're out of practice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That could be. Um, I, I also think that's because there's such a, um, such polarity and where people are coming from as far as the collective is concerned that it's like you don't know how like do you don't know how to relate to someone does that make sense it's like are they and there's a lot of like are you with me or against me kind of thing do we share the same thoughts or are you in opposition to me and the reality is none of those are, that's a fallacy. It, it is what it is. There's no right. There's no wrong. This polarity is really just, you know, something that we're making up, but it's definitely getting in the way of our progress. Cause it's like, you know, we've got this pandemic that I hate talking about. Cause there's two, there's so much, there's polarity about it. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. The numbers are still going up. The numbers don't lie. So do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? Do we vaccinate? Do we not vaccinate? What about my freedom? What about the collective? It's just, ugh. and I don't, you know, for me personally, it's like, because of all that out there in so many ways, it's like, I don't want to interact with people that I don't know. I don't like, I like my little bubble it's comfortable. <laughs> so that's just my two cents.
1: Well, it's interesting because I was out in the front, um, with the dogs and the neighbors came past and they had um a one-year-old a two-and-a-half-year-old and a Ooh. four-year-old and she was pregnant
0: oh ow my coochie and so
1: <laughs> i i said i said to her i said oh i said you're i said this is your family you're gonna have another one and she said oh this is eight. Oh. so she had another four kids at home i i just i, I mean my be- my best friend's one of seven but i mean like that you know her parents had them a long time ago and i'm just kind of like eight children you don't meet people who have eight kids anymore and if you how do you know, afford eight kids this is I where don't, I'm i like, don't know and it's we like couldn't it's like it's like you know these these people should have a television show i think maybe um, <laughs> but but she literally she literally is pregnant with her eighth child and her so they have a golf cart that they ride around the neighborhood in but it's like one of the ones you'd see at a zoo it's,
0: it's like a like, triple seats or whatever yeah. <laughs> i want one like, of those so
1: her 12 year old i can't remember his name but um her 12 year old son had three of the girls with him and they came down they had made us cookies
0: oh my gosh how they, very and, home, and how neighborly
1: so cute and adorable and just like yes ma'am yes ma'am here you go, ma'am. I mean, it was just like unbelievable. And the youngest one that was with them, she was the four-year-old and her name's Lily. And Jimmy Choo kept trying to get her to pet him and she wouldn't pet Jimmy. And so Jimmy jumped up on her and she like almost had a meltdown. And I was like, well, he just wants you to pet him. He's not going to hurt you. I mean, Jimmy Choo weighs like eight pounds. I know,
0: right? At, like He's, he's going to take her out, right? He's- but
1: it was just like, it was just, It was really interesting. And I I, I really didn't know what to do because I was like, here's this, you know, this zoo wagon full of children (laughs) (laughs) pulling up in front of my house with cookies. And I was just like, I was like, "This this could be the best this could be the best thing ever. It could be the worst thing in my life. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely, it's a cultural shift for you going from, you know, a metropolitan area like Indianapolis to the South where, I mean, there's a good mix of people in the South, but there's definitely more traditionalists and there's definitely more, um, you know, uh, I, I think, don't want to, I'm like trying were, to think of a non-d- non-discriminating. Yeah, I, think,
1: I think they were, I think they're very religious people.
0: Yes. There you go. Um,
1: and and there's nothing wrong with that, but no. um, yeah, if they, if they knew that, if they, I just thought to myself, gosh, should I, should I not put the Buddha in the front yard?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I I,
1: don't know. I, I think don't my know. Buddha might get hit with a shotgun or something.
0: Right. It's like your Buddha don't belong here, ma'am. They'd be polite <laughs> about it though. Huh? <laughs> uh, anyway, back to this chart back to this chart. So something I've noticed about the chart is that there's some really good aspects happening with um, Saturn. So Saturn is sextiling the south node and um, trining the north node and is also sextiling Chiron. So I think that that even if it is, I don't think this is going to be an easy moon. I think we've already said that. Um, I think the net result of it is going to be healing and um is going to be kind of transporting us to a new space as far as you know our, our karma and dharma is concerned i think saturn i've i'm i love saturn he's one of my favorites um i think saturn's like hey i got you we're going to get through this we're going to learn we're going to grow we're going to heal it may not be fun because saturn's no fun but um i think that's definitely a, an auspicious little um aspect to this moon
1: well, I, I, you know, some of the, one of the things that, I mean, I don't want to say I like Saturn cause that would be, that would be lying. But, um, I have Saturn retrograde in my fifth house and he's, he's created a lot of issues for me fertility wise being in that placement in my, in my chart. But, um, I, the thing about Saturn I do like, is that he helps you manifest for long term periods. And he requires due diligence. He requires hard work. He requires uh, integrity. And those are all things that I respect and I can get behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I am I am a Capricorn son. I am not opposed to hard work, and I actually feel better when I accomplish something. I know I worked my ass off to get it. It just makes me feel like I have. You know, I feel like Rocky up on the top, like, you know, during the, dun, 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 you know, mm. thing. so, you know, I, I do, there's some things I like in that regard, but I also am trying to remind myself that not everything has to be difficult or, diff, you know, one through hard work in order to be a value, right? Because there are a lot of things that happen with Uranus, for example, who I really like Uranus. Um, that are just surprises they're just gifts you know it's like um not not only did i get the the zoo wagon with free cookies today um but my bestie like went i don't know she loves to like she doesn't dumpster dive she almost does but she loves to go like uh resailing and estate shopping and stuff so she shows up at my house with a whole box of stuff Um, at the end of the day, she's like, here, I found this lamp. It's going to look great right here in your living room. And she's like, I'm like, oh my God, she just comes (laughs) in with like a whole box of stuff. And I'm just like, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, in, in, for me, that's like very Uranus, you know, like just like you needed something you think to yourself when you wake up, gosh, I need something for that corner. And then by dinner time, somebody shows up with a free thing and says, this is for your corner over here. And it's just like,
0: yeah Aww, thanks yeah it's like
1: thanks uranus i love you <laughs> so and I, I i i used to be really afraid of him but i you know so even though he's kind of a, a a stinker pot and he's saturn's dad um i still i still like uranus a little bit better than saturn
0: but fair enough fair enough fair yeah
1: enough. but i mean you know he's not he's he's actually trining um he's training Venus with Black Moon Lilith. And I think that is an interesting trying during this lunation. So I think that, I think that there's, you know, a little bit of darkness that needs to be embraced during this moon, like personal darkness. And I think having Uranus involved in that, you know, he's like the electrical bolt. So I think he might you know, he might bring some some light to that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, in the main chart, this is happening in the second house, but it could be happening in a different house for you as an individual. Um, But that's Uranus is at 14 degrees of Taurus, Black Moon Lilith is at 22 degrees, and then Venus is over in Virgo. So you've got Earth and Earth, uh, you got mutable Earth and fixed Earth and Venus is at 20 degrees during this lunation and Venus is opposing Neptune uh, she's you know she's trining Uranus and and Black moon Lilith but she's also trining Pluto.
0: yeah I see that
1: mm-hmm. So it's a grand earth trine with some big hitters in there I mean it's like some big hitters yeah so lots of transformation lots of you know trying new things i think maybe trying new things and um, you know maybe having to you know come to terms with giving up something that you love and value to gain something better right
0: yeah yeah Uh, that does make sense and i like going back to what we're saying earlier about how this like this aquarius full moon portal i think is really big housekeeping energy and not literally but like you know your metaphysical house your friend house your how you spend your energy house i mean Um, let's
1: not let's not forget when we have the aquarius full moon at the end of this month um it's going to be conjunct jupiter who's back in aquarius right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's going to be blowing up i mean that's i think i think jupiter is going to be about 28 27 degrees but i mean the the full moon will be at, at 29 degrees i mean that's a that's a big deal i think that's a big deal and i think that you're right it's like a huge cleanup and it's like if you haven't it's kind of like we're in the situation i think this has to do with the saturn and uranus square i think we're in a situation where we've had to make some decisions Um maybe without all of the information, maybe without everything that we need, we're just kind of taking a leap of faith, right? With the first full moon. Mm-hmm. Then we're doing this Leo thing, kind of re, you know, calibrating our our ship a little bit. And then I think when we have that 29 degree full moon at the end of the month, that's conjunct Jupiter, I think it's like where the rubber hits the road. I think it's kind of like, okay, you've made these decisions, you've placed these intentions, and now here's your bed and you have to learn to lie in it depending on how every, and we don't know what's happening because Uranus is in there with Saturn mixing it up. And so it it, it could be like ha- what we, we started out with could be completely different by the end of the month with this cookie that you talked about, this Aquarius cookie.
0: Yeah, well, so today is the fourth, hopefully we'll get this posted either tonight or tomorrow, but on the sixth, which is, Friday. Yeah. Um the sun will be square Uranus, Uranus. and right. I like I got to think that I don't know my my feeling about that is that we have been kind of flying blind and I think starting Friday there's some things are going to start falling into place where we're going to start to see pick pieces of the picture that we hadn't been able to see Prior to this, and new that's moon. where
1: I think that the Leo, the Leo New Moon is going to be making adjustments, right? It's going to mm-hmm. allow us to make some adjustments so we know how we want to place our intentions.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yep,
1: that's yep. I, 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 it's all connected. Like it's so these three moons are so connected. And then I agree with you. I think that New Moon in Virgo that we're going to have, um, in September. I really think that's going to be about cleaning it all up.
0: Yeah, like, and I, I think that's know
1: what we've got and we're going to clean it all up.
0: Yeah, and I think that new moon too is going to be more like saying that uh, this the seeds that we plant, we don't necessarily have to do a bunch of work before the seed can be planted. It can be now like, okay, let's plant a seed so I can harvest it rather than like, right. I got to fucking clean out my closet before I can plant the seed. or whatever. I don't know. It's a whole different vibe. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about Lionsgate yeah. because it's yeah. all the thing. Um, you know, I, I can say that I've only been aware of Lionsgate probably for the last three or four years. And Mm. it was one of those things that just didn't call to me. It wasn't like, Ooh, I should observe that, or I should do something with it. So I was like, whatever, have fun on your Lionsgate. I don't know what that's all about. So I had honestly been (laughs) oblivious to it. Um, and now all of a sudden this year, there's a lot of conversations about it being, you know, debunked or it's BS or whatever. And so I think it's, it would be an interesting thing for us to kind of talk about. We looked at some things prior to recording to kind of figure out what the hell is this all about? And in reality, it's, you know, we were talking about how the star Sirius is not where people think it is. So that's part of the debunking. And then, you know, perhaps it's more numerology that is uh, significant to this to the date and then having the new moon on 8-8, which is the lion's gate or whatever is, is supposed to be auspicious. So what do you think about all that Fox?
1: Well, you know, I mean, you know, Sirius is in cancer in the middle of cancer and, you know, um, your birthday. if you were born around the 6th or 7th of July, you're gonna be maybe conjunct Sirius, it's just a Royal fixed star. Um, And fixed
0: stars being just for people who don't know what that means, it means it doesn't move well, in they the constellations, they,
1: they actually do move, but they don't move like the other stars move,
0: so, they move very slowly or something. Yes, I mean, yes. yes, okay, but
1: technically, they're not truly fixed, okay, as, you know. But, um, but the long and the short of it is Orion's belt uh, lines up with the pyramids in Giza at a specific time of the year, and that's actually, I don't really think that's on August 8th, I think. August 8th has become a thing. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, we had the total solar eclipse on the 8th of August on, and I think it was 2017, which made it 888. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal. And the Lionsgate thing kind of became like a big deal. And, uh, you know, I think it's kind of more, um, it's, I, I love the idea of it because it rhymes and it's. <laughs> fun
0: and it just sounds and the numbers awesome. are good the numbers are the good numbers
1: are fantastic but you know if you think about the numerology associated with eight it's it's about manifestation it's about wealth it's about prosperity you know eights are infinity signs if you turn them sideways so you know there's a lot of really wonderful things so i love the idea of using this eight, eight energy to really kind of create you know, something that's your heart's desire or be able to really maybe expand your mind and think of think of doing something that you wouldn't normally think of doing or maybe achieving something or going somewhere that you've never been or doing something like I love that the the I love the essence of the, the energy of that thought, right? right. Or ma- manifesting something you truly desire. But I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the Lionsgate portal is like a huge, you know, I just don't think it's like a huge thing,
0: but well, um, we, we looked up to a couple of the stars that were associated with Orion's belt and where they are constellation wise is in Gemini. So I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it, but, but if, you know,
1: it, it's okay. I, I think if there's anything in life that makes you think, wow, this would be a great day for me to manifest something, then it is. It's a great day for you to manifest. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think the power of that intention is really important. Um, But I don't necessarily think that it's like a huge vortexy portal that's opening up and it's going to like, you know, if it was, then we'd all win the lottery on that day. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I remember it was earlier in July. Uh, some some girl on TikTok talks about star seeds, and she was saying that there was the, the serious portal that was happening then. Yeah, there was it was like a few days. It happens in days. July. It yeah.
1: happens in July. It's like the 6th and 7th of July.
0: But, you know, um, Jennifer Hirsch, I was on a chat stream with her, uh, Painted Goddess, uh, and she was talking about, it's like everything is made up. It's all made up. so it's like if you make it up and it's good then it's good (laughs) yeah yeah. go for it
1: and that's why the jan spiller book is so good because it can really direct you on how to utilize these moons these new moons to make your intentions and set your intentions which is really what it's about and if if somebody gets invested in alliance gate enough to make a new moon intention that might just change their life and make their life better even just a little bit it's worth it so i think it's a fun thing
0: i agree i agree we should all just have fun not worry about it but yeah
1: i mean at the end of the day we talk astrology and we get down into the weeds and we talk about the asteroids and everything but astrology is also really it's beautiful it's elegant it's fun It's fascinating. There's so much to astrology. So sometimes you just gotta go with the fun part and roll with it and not be too serious,
0: right? And ultimately, astrology is the same as Lionsgate. It it is because we invest in the belief in it. It could. It's technically it's a theory. There's nothing really tangible in the world that proves it to be so, except we believe it, and then we start to have the experience of. Oh, that's this influence on me. Oh, I get it. so well,
1: we're manifesting we're manifesting our
0: experience is what we're doing. yeah it's Li's y
1: right
0: Li's y Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I just
1: made that a word. but yeah, wow. but I, I, I think that if if you don't do anything else at this at this moon, i I think that this is really about opening up your mind thinking outside of the box i mean with uranus and saturn t squaring this moon it's really about it's finding that balance between the the dream and the desire and that what do you have to do to get her done right yeah you have to the one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: i like that i like that
1: because anything is possible anything is possible i truly believe that but it's 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 like you can't just wish something you have to actually put action to that wish in order to get stuff to manifest and move and that's where saturn comes in right i think uranus is the is the lightning bolt idea and i think saturn is like the putting rubber to the road kind of stuff
0: yes yes i was listening to the um tara lady i don't know sometime this week i think it was this morning And she was talking about um, making wishes and she's like, you you know, you need to make sure that you're wishing for things that can actually come true. And it was probably the first time I thought, no, you're wrong. (laughs) I'm going to wish if I, if I think it's going to come true, then I'll just work for it. If I want to I'll wish for frivolous shit. I don't like, (laughs) no. And I think, I think that's a very, I think that's
1: a very important part of manifestation that people don't realize anything is possible. But first of all, do you want anything to be possible and if you truly believe it is then you can do that but it's all about what you want to manifest in your life and sometimes we manifest i've done this many times i've manifested amazingly incredible things big things and then when i get them i'm like whoa i didn't think about what this really meant this is a big dream but somebody has to clean the big dream. Somebody has to pay for the big dream. Somebody has to do all that. It's not like somebody just drops a dream off and it's all, there it is, it's done and you're good to go. There's, it's just like, if you won a billion dollars, everybody's like, oh, I wish I you know, would win the lottery, blah, blah, blah. But you have to really think about that yeah. because money is energy, just like everything else that you manifest and you have to manage that energy and you can man you can manifest a lot of energy, but then you have to physically be able to, this is a Saturn right, the Uranus is the big idea, but the Saturn, you have to, you have to figure out how you're going to maintain that, how you're going to manage it, how you're going to work it and how your life is going to change And you may like your life the way it is now, pretty much, you may just want a few extra things. So it's like, you really kind of have to think about, it's like, you know, be careful what you wish for, because you probably will get it. And sometimes when you get what you wish for, you realize, no, I, and that's part of that's just knowing yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like, I wouldn't want to live in a giant mansion, because I, I wouldn't want to do that. It's just not my thing. I would rather have a nice cozy home. I I don't, I I would never want to live in like a, you know, a giant place, but we had a big house. It wasn't a giant place, but we had a big house and it was a beautiful home, but it was just too much. It was too much.
0: Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, I often think I keep wishing to meet Dave Matthews again. And by the, when I do, I'm going to be like, oh, <laughs> uh, 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 you know
1: what I think it would be what I would wish for you is that you would meet him in a really kind of a, just a general casual way like out at the park or something where you guys were having a picnic or something and they were having a picnic next to you and they shared their cookies with you and you shared your like fruit or your whatever from your garden with them and you just had like a normal conversation yeah. that, be, that would be like to me I would think that would be. A great opportunity because then you could you could speak to him like a regular person and not like a crazy fan like we Yeah, I'd
0: like to see him at the grocery store. That's where. Yeah. Really? Like, hey, yes.
1: What like you discuss-
0: got in your cart?
1: Like discussing <laughs> grapes or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh, what brand of whiskey do you drink?"
1: Yeah, because anyway.
0: I I mean, when you meet
1: when you meet your idols sometimes and it, they're really disappointing. Oh no! <laughs> no, I'm not saying he would be disappointing for you. I'm just saying that it's it's kind of like, and I it's really unfair to them because it's like you have this idea in your mind's eye of who they are and what they are and how they are, and then they may be very different than that.
0: Yeah. Yep. I agree. And it's,
1: and it's just kind of like I just kind of want to keep them how I think they sh- they are in my in my mind. <laughs>
0: yeah well that's just like falling in love right do we fall in love with people or do we fall in love with who we think they are
1: i think that's exactly right
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and it's like really the best thing you can ever do so fifth house so so leo is fall in love with yourself
0: because i have my son in the fifth house that's what i'm working on it takes a really
1: long time i think to know who you are and once you start to let go of all the ego and the bullshit, which is also Leo, um, and really know who you are, it gives you an opportunity to really kind of fall in love with yourself. I wish we could do that when we were, you know. 10. Young, <laughs> much younger, yes, much yes,
0: younger. Yes, I'm and saying think, 10. I think,
1: life, I think life would be more, more joyous if we could do that at, a, at an earlier stage in our life and anybody who does do that at an early stage in their life like lizzie for example mm-hmm. a lucky duck
0: yeah yeah she's a she's she's something that girl i love her i felt feel very lucky i was listening to somebody talk earlier today about how you know mother-daughter relationships can be so hard yeah and um yeah. her and i have such a great relationship we have so much fun together we like laugh and we that. joke we have a lot of mutual respect you know like i i treat her the way i want her to treat me and she does <laughs> so don't
1: you think Corey, that that is so healing for your soul to have that kind of relationship i I do. Really I do i do yeah
0: yeah that yeah that my daughter actually acts like she likes me on purpose (laughs) you know I started using this drawing software that she's a a, like a wizard at and so like I get to go to her and ask her you know for help and treat her like you know an authority in an area and she really loves that she loves that so
1: I think that's wonderful I think that's wonderful I mean you know I never had that kind of relationship with my mom and my best friend's mom was amazing and today we were talking about her and um you know just she just she had seven kids i mean she just knew how to throw a kid under her arm and you know (laughs) kind of hit them and then just they burp or she just knew how to like do stuff and it would be like (laughs) i can't believe you're doing that and it's like when you've got seven kids you just figure out how to do it (sighs) and it and i remember the first time she burped my godson um, I was at the house and she literally, he was he was just having, he was so cranky and she literally just picked him up, turned him sideways, put him up against her rib cage, took her arm, went down and just bammed him like that. And he felt <laughs> and he was fine. And my friend was totally freaking out. And she's like, what are you doing? She goes, you're going to you break you him. <laughs> <laughs> like, what have you heard him? And she's like, she's like, when you have seven kids, you don't have time for colic. She said, you just make it work. She goes. And I mean, she's done this for years. It's like she, if anybody knows how to burp a kid, it's this woman right? I'm like yeah, i would tr- I would trust her. It's like if you needed to get out a stain out of anything, she could get a stain out of anything I mean she just knew how to do it and um, you know, it's like they had such a great relationship, and I had a great relationship with her mom. I mean, when I was at her mom's funeral, I bawled like a flipping baby, like yeah. crocodile tears. I didn't cry at my mom's funeral at all.
0: <laughs> Damn! Not a
1: single tear was shed.
0: Damn! I tell and, you what—I want to live a life where my children cry at my funeral. Like if that's all that my life amounts to, I then will cry I win. At your
1: funeral, oh, I will cry yours me, too. But, but <laughs> I think you're, your your kid—you're a very different mother. I think your kids—your kids—are very lucky
0: to have you as mama. Well, as long as they think so, that's what all that matters so and you've got great kids i really do i feel very very lucky to have them i mean i'd like to take credit for some of them but i think they came they came that way in some cases so i'm just making the most of what they already are
1: well i i think that i think that that's very healing um i think that's a really great opportunity to to be a mom and to be able to be have a great relationship and respect your kids and your kids respect you. I just think that's really, that's, that's where it's at,
0: right? Yeah, it is. It is. So on that note, on that happy note, I suppose we could wrap things up.
1: Oh, so let's just, before we wrap it up, I just want to say exactly. I want to give the exact information I,
0: think um, I did but, earlier, but
1: did you, I just want yeah, to reiterate August mm-hmm. 8th, which is a Sunday. Mm -hmm. 6 49 a.m pacific standard time 9 49 a.m eastern standard time is when this new moon is happening at 16 degrees and 14 minutes of leo Mm -hmm. so you want to look and see what house is ruled by leo in your chart Mm
0: -hmm.
1: especially 16 degrees and that will tell you where you should consider setting your new intention yeah
0: yep yep yeah and if you want to get fancy you can look at the other fixed signs that are aquarius taurus and scorpio if you've got anything at 15 16 17 degrees of that or uh they'll that'll be opposed or squared and then what is it sagittarius and aries will be trining that's positive energy yes yeah.
1: and then also you've got uh gemini if you have anything in the middle decan of gemini or libra that will be
0: sextiling which is also very harmonious energy Ooh, i have my saturn is at 15 degrees gemini yes it is yeah mm-hmm. it is that's
1: exciting because you love that saturn you love i that. really do i think it's because love that old my, bastard.
0: i know i think it's because my moon is in um capricorn i did um for the full moon, I did kind of just like channeled writing. It was just gobbledygook what came out of me. But um, one of the things was that Saturn loves me. So I was like, well, I'm gonna love Saturn back.
1: Well, I love that you're gonna do that. I mean, I almost feel like sometimes I almost feel like writing writing the planet a letter when it's really giving me shit. Mm. And just saying things like, Hey Saturn. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Back the F off. I'm I'm Are at you? the top of I'm at the top. Just give me a minute. Let me let me just let me just figure it out a little bit before you go in anymore, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, I just I don't know. I'm a Capricorn son, but boy, that my Sagittarius ascendant is strong. It's very strong. And I'm very, I'm very saggy. And uh, sometimes I'm just, I just don't want to deal with it. I just don't want to deal with the, I just don't want to deal with the responsibility of it.
0: Well, that's that Jupiter, Jupiterian rebellion against Saturn. It's like, don't. Yes. Like I'm fun, having fun, right? I'm having fun here. Why you got to be so heavy, man? <laughs> yeah, but
1: that's like it's, you know. I feel sometimes like I am heavy, and I, I that's why I I want to I want to lighten it lighten it up a little bit. So I'm looking forward to this Leo new moon because, like I said, this is my ninth house, and I really want to just make a make a make a space for myself in the house where I can do my meditation. I've got my meditation pillow out. I've got my Buddha. Got my kwanian i've got my altar i feel like i'm you know i've got new space so i've got some sweet grass i've got some new sage i'm really gonna like i think i'm gonna smudge smudge the room and just kind of might have
0: it. a housewarming gift i need to send you i but love it's not it's it's not done yet so is it in your garden um no longer is in my garden oh, oh are, you it, are you
1: drying are you drying
0: things it's curing yes I love that. You're Mm -hmm. so
1: you're so witchy. I love it.
0: (laughs) Um shit, I lost my train of thought. Anyway. There it is. But
1: anyway, so what are you what are do you want to share any new intentions you're gonna be setting for this new moon?
0: Um, I don't know. Actually, I have not sat down and written anything out. I started I have started a whole series of journals after our last um, wow. podcast to get my thoughts and my manifestations and my notes and everything organized. Wow. Um, so yeah, I started a little moon shadows book where I like I'm writing, you know, what all the stuff is going on with my with my natal chart what's transiting my natal chart what's what's in the transit chart. Um, and then I'll sit down. I think I'm going to sit down Friday or Saturday. Uh, I'm going to go live on Instagram and talk about this moon a little bit and pull some tarot cards um, from the Frago Spiritum tarot. But I do think like I was saying that whatever's going on with Uranus and the sun on Friday, I think is going to be illuminating for me. And I'm going to wait until after that to start with my intentions.
1: I love that you're doing that. I think that, and that's a, prime example of how someone can use astrology to help them as they move forward in you know with their desires with their ideas with anything their creativity so i think that's you know a great example of how you can utilize these moons to to help you do those things and manifest and and do the
0: magic right yeah i would and part of it is keeping uh closer track so that's why I called it my moon shadows book so it's like a book of shadows but for the moon uh, to keep closer track of what I'm doing and what's going on so when I look back I can more clearly be like oh this is where that came from <laughs> the origins yeah. mm-hmm.
1: well I will say one last thing I when I was moving I was I found it's 555 by the way hundreds of journals hundreds of journals and it's like I had to pack them. I can't, I mean, there's like all kinds of personal, there's like, there's like, um you know, um, my chakra pictures are in there where I've got my picture. T- I mean, it's just like, it's so interesting to look back at some of these journals that I've written. I mean, I had journals back from when I lived in Seattle. I mean, yeah. just the journals upon journals upon journals. And uh, it just, it's really interesting to see how um, I've evolved over the last 20 years.
0: Yeah. You well,
1: know? I mean, and how much crap I can write in a jerk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that having markers, mile markers for growth is important because I think when we're in the moment right here, right now. It feels like, you know, how far have I actually come? It doesn't feel like it. But when you when you have something to look back and and you know, accurately see where you were, it's like, wow. I'm in like yeah. a whole new world now. <laughs> like my yeah. reality is different.
1: Well, I was looking at journals, like when we were still doing, I found our, some stuff from when we still had our massage business. So yes, Lord.
0: yes. One of the gift certificates. <laughs> oh no, I had 10 of them. I had 10,
1: <laughs> we have to keep them all. And then I was looking at like different, um, journals from that time. And I had, I had cancer and I mean, just like all these things. And it's just like, it's so fascinating to, to like really think about where, where I was 20 years ago and where I am now. Right yeah definitely yeah
0: all right then well i hope everybody enjoys their new moon um i hope we haven't scared anybody uh it, it it's going to be powerful and it's going to be fun and creative and just have a good time and uh enjoy until it. Yeah.
1: enjoy it but just know that saturn's involved so enjoy it with a designated driver
0: <laughs> yeah there you go there you go or i love that idea of writing saturn a letter i might have to do that are you yes. there saturn it's me cory um oh my god do you know they're making
1: that into a movie that movie
0: they need i told you well i we talked about it i just read you that you told book. me that you told me right that. uh-huh yeah I, I love that movie i love judy bloom anywho enough where that we've rambled on too long I know. uh until next time i'm Corey hawkins and i'm jennifer fox And y'all stay curious.